Boss Uncaged is a weekly podcast that releases the origin stories of business owners and entrepreneurs as they become uncaged trailblazers. In each episode, our hosts, S.A. Grant and guests construct narrative accounts of their collective business journeys and growth strategies. Learn key success habits and how to stay motivated through failure, all while developing a boss uncaged mindset. Break out of your cage and welcome our host, S.A. Grant. Welcome, welcome back to Boss Uncaged Podcast. So today's guest is my man, Jesse. So those are the people that know me from like the Boss Cage Academy and like, all the education stuff I've been doing. You would probably remember him because, again, you probably seen his face a million times because I'm teaching you guys on his particular platform. So sure as hell, the story goes, it was one night I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning randomly and I'm looking at his Facebook group and he put a post out there saying that he wanted to be on podcast. And I was like, well, look at that shit there. That just happened. <laughs> so here's Jesse and I'm going to name him the influencer boss. So Jesse, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what we're talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I got started on, with my online business journey when I hurt my knee playing basketball. I wanted to be an NBA superstar. That was kind of my first gig. And I played basketball from the time I was like five years old to 24, almost every single day. So I was I was real passionate about it, but I, I knew I wanted to do something big with my life. And when I hurt my knee and I couldn't get it fixed and I didn't have health insurance and I had no money, I had to turn to something else. And I, I found doing business for myself as something that I could do. I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I realized, you know, I was thinking like the poor dad my whole life until I got woke up after I read that book. And then I started doing network marketing, started building, trying to build my business. I realized I needed to be online because I saw the top people in the network marketing industry were building online businesses, you know, generating email leads getting people to their social media accounts, you know, building up a podcast like what you got. And, you know, I started learning that. And, um, you know, I, when I first started, I struggled, you know, I was living with my dad. I was trying to build my business. I was 120,000 in debt. I was working at a restaurant and I was like, you know, I got to figure this online game out, but I got no money. I got nothing. I got no network. I don't really know much of anything about business other than the fact that I need to learn it and do it. So I, I got started, you know, on a humble start out of the gate. And what I did, though, is I went on YouTube and I learned how to build websites. Mm. So that was one thing that I learned how to do with WordPress. And some of my friends started asking me, you know, hey, you got a, you got your own website, bro? Like, can you help me get one? How, how does that work? So I started learning how to do websites and I be, kind of became the website guy. And that was kind of my first gig where I actually got paid for the first time you know, I, I was struggling, but you know, my dad comes in the room one day when I was trying to build a website for one of my friends. And he's like, Jesse, are you making any fucking money up here, bro? Like I, I've been, I was at work today. I made $500 at my job and you made, you probably made nothing. Like, is this business even <laughs> worth it? Are you even going to do something with it? You know, and at that point, I, you know, I was just like, whatever, dude, you're like the poor dad, rich dad, poor dad, you know, I don't want to be like you, dad, you know, <laughs> like, so, so I was, I was, you know, getting tough love for my, cause I was living with my dad, you know, and he was super hard on me and negative. So I actually, you know, one, like probably the next day, the first day he kind of was taunting me and talking shit. And then the next day he comes in, he's like, 
dude, if you're going to live here, you need to get out and get a real job because you're a fucking bum, dude. Look at you. You're a third class citizen. You need to be a first or second class citizen like me and get a real job. Like you're a loser. You went to college for seven years. You didn't learn a fucking thing, dude. Like I'm embarrassed to have you as my son. So like, you know, him saying that to me and me being competitive playing basketball, you know, I ended up kind of getting up in his face, probably yelling at him a little saying, dude, I don't want to be like you. I'm not like you. It doesn't matter where you start in life. It matters where you finish. So I moved out right then and there. I mean, that was it. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make my dream happen like that. You know, my, my dad, you know what they say, like pressure bust pipes. It also makes diamonds. And my dad was giving me tough love. And, you know, that's, that's what dads do a lot of times, you know, they're hard on you. They're extra, you know, but, but they mean well at the end of the day. So I ended up moving out of my dad's house. Now I'm sleeping on my buddy's couch and my mom calls me crying like a week later. She's like, Jesse, now, now the feminine energy hits me, right? Jesse, you need to do something because the creditors are threatening to take away my house because of you. Like, because I was 120,000 in debt from student loans. I, I did. I did, I was in college for seven years. You know, did I learn a thing? I don't know. I was playing basketball a lot. My dad was probably right. Like some of what he was saying, but I didn't like what he was saying. But, you know, now my mom is coming at me like she's going to get her house taken away if I don't figure something out. So I look at my cell phone. I find this one guy that I was networking with when I was in college because I had a business plan for like a nightclub and he owned all these clubs in San Diego. And like he was like super wealthy real estate guy. So I call him up and I say, look, man, I could build you a website. And he's like, really? When uh, I'm actually interested in getting a website. My buddy just bought one for 20 grand for Stingery, the nightclub in downtown San Diego. Uh, you know, I'm interested in getting maybe a couple of websites. When can you come down to my office? So I go down to his office and I, you know, I remember like the butterflies, the excitement. I knew this is probably my big break as like an entrepreneur, you know, and I've been struggling for, I don't know how long, like probably three, four years, five years, you know, like after college, trying to figure out, you know, I was going to make like even a few dollars. Anyway, he ended up giving me $10,000 to build him five websites. So that was more money I ever saw in my lifetimes. You know, I'm waiting tables, making 50 bucks a day, you know, in tips. So this was a huge breakthrough for me. And I was super excited. You know, I told my mom she was excited. I still wasn't talking to my dad at this point, but, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, he, he ended up being proud of me later on. But, you know, that, that was kind of my first indoctrination into being an online marketing specialist because that guy started plugging me into all these all these all these paying gigs to do websites. And then I started doing SEO. Then I started doing Facebook marketing. Then I learned a strategy from this guy, Chris Record, as far as like how to build Facebook fan pages. And I was learning from him and Arthur Tubman how to do that. And then I learned how to build fan pages like really, really well. And then I ended up getting Brendan Burchard as a client. And that's when I started seeing like real money coming in, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, that, that was a really huge opportunity. And I had Brendan as a client for like nine years or so. Um, but yeah, that was... That was when I when I really got in the game was working with Brendan Burchard. I spoke it. I was speaking at stages like, you know, Shalene Johnson, Brendan Burchard. Yeah, that's that's really my my story. You know, I went from struggling for several years to being the website guy to then finally getting some paid gigs to then doing a bunch of websites for people all over San Diego to learning how to drive traffic and becoming the traffic guy for Facebook 
and you know starting to do hundreds of thousands of a month in revenues because my company when i got brendan burchard as a client went from about 230,000 a year in sales to two and a half million in sales with one client you know one client that i got and that was because i learned an out of the box social network social marketing strategy that that not a lot of people knew so but that was really how i got in the game Wow. So, I mean, like, let's just chop some of that up, right? So, like, going back to, like, the the Brendan, like, how did you even get in contact with him? Because, I mean, he's, he's pretty high profile. And like you were <laughs> saying, like, like, you had no real connections. And then all of a sudden, like, this dude falls into your laps. Like, how did that come to, to fruition? Okay. So, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a great uh, question. Great segue. Because, you know, I, I was trying to, you know, figure out how I was going to launch after I started doing websites. So I, I started networking with a whole bunch of like entrepreneurs in San Diego. And then that led me to, you know, some of the online people, you know, I was, I was subscribed to Frank Kern's list. I was subscribed to digital marketer, Ryan Dice, Russell Brunson, um, you know, Mike Dillard, Mike Phil same, you know, all these online guru guys that were kind of the early adopters in, in the online world, I was subscribed to their world. So you know, I started going to some of their events, their live events, you know, and I know, you know, now it's more like online events are kind of the thing because, you know, the world changed like in 2020. But, you know, I was going to a lot of events, you know, networking was was my thing. You know, I think every entrepreneur, if you're not networking and, you know, podcasts are a great way to network, you know, like that's it's a great way to get yourself out there. So getting on stages and, and networking, that was kind of like what I was thinking about. And I met a guy that he was on stage at um, Traffic and Conversion Summit. His name was Corey Shanes. I um, saw him up there. I talked to him after he got off stage. He was talking about, you know, a social um, network strategy. And I started talking to him about that. And then he had one of his buddies come and sleep on my couch a couple different times. You know, they were in San Diego for events. So I was like, oh, they can crash at my place and save money on hotels. So I was like housing people at my apartment to, you know, gain some connections. And then one of the connections, he took me to Ted McGrath's event. So Ted McGrath's event, he had, you know, there, he had a booth at the event and he, we were sitting next to a guy named Matt Boggs. Okay. Matt Boggs, you know, he, he's a, you know, he actually has a really good channel. Matt Boggs has, has a great um, YouTube channel. He's got, I think, a million subscribers. Um, him and his wife are at this event with, you know, they had a booth right next to ours. So I started showing them what I was doing with my Facebook strategy. I was building these fan pages from zero to 100,000 followers. And the reach was like millions. So there was millions of people seeing the posts on these pages. And I was building them up for like $500 and you know, Facebook ad spend, getting them to a hundred thousand followers, but the engagement was super high. So I just showed him a couple of case studies of a couple of pages that I built, you know, learning from Arthur Tubman and Chris record. And then sure enough, he's like, Hey dude, I'll give you 10 grand. Let's build a couple of pages. One for me, one for my wife. And then those pages were so good that he showed Brendan Burchard and Brendan's like, what the heck are you doing, bro? Introduce me to the guy that is doing this for you because I'm looking to grow like massively this year. I got things moving in my business and I really want to scale my Facebook. So, you know, we did one little test with Brendan. He gave us like 25 grand. We showed him what we could do. And 
Then he's like, let's go all in. Let me send you a hundred thousand dollars a week for <laughs> lasted for a couple of years. So, wow. so yeah, it was really exciting. So, I mean, anyone that understands Facebook, right? I mean, like what time frame was this? Like, what, like year wise when all this, is uh, it was around 2011, 2012 when we started the process. Mm. And then, you know, it kind of, and that's a good question because the mar the landscape has changed a lot. Do people even build Facebook fan pages today? No, they, you know, they've changed the algorithms 10 times, you know, Instagram became the new place where you build your followers and not Facebook. You just use that for friends and that becomes the way you do it. Now, TikTok is like even bigger than all that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's evolving with the times. 2011 through 2016, this was really hot. You know, even before that, people were selling T-shirts, using Teespring, building up a fan page about, you know, I love, you know, cats or whatever you want to do. And they make T-shirts and they're launching T-shirt companies that are making millions of dollars selling T-shirts on a certain brand topic, you know, based off of a fan page. So, you know, that kind of got shut down in 2013, the T-shirt thing this t-shirt craze and then you know it yeah so it was around 2012 2013 14 when it was really hot wow wow so i mean just to recap but i was going to actually i was like, okay so like what made you sexy to them and then you answered that question before like you said boom you had a, an apartment so you was allowing them to come so like you know you were saving them money that way and then on top of it you pretty much hacked the facebook algorithm like you understood the algorithm the way it worked back then and you were growing complete leaps and bounds versus what Facebook can do today. So those are the two sex appeal things that, that just you had. So like, yeah, my next question is, is like going from like that sex appeal aspect. If you could define yourself in three to five words, what would those three to five words be? Define myself in three to five words. Think bigger than anybody else. I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what I, how I model, you know, everything that I do. I just think beyond big. I mean, think beyond big is kind of my thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I think you got to really be focused as an entrepreneur, figure out what what the the hot new trend is and just really focus on mastering it. But yeah. So you think that that was your gift is the fact that you mastered that particular trend at that time and then you just happened to be at the right place at the right time to make the right connections? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, having success in business is all about stacking the trends. I mean, Ty Lopez talks about that all the time. He's had major success and kind of moving into different industries. And that's why everybody's moving in, you know, the online marketing guys are all moving into the crypto world now, right? That's like, they're kind of their gig because that's like the new trend. I mean, so, so I think if you're out there looking to start a business, when I started, it was websites, you know, like, WordPress was a new thing. Not a lot of people mastered it. You know, funnels were kind of new mm -hmm. and, you know, weren't really the, the main thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is kind of like the new trend, like building an online business. Cause you know, I started off like, should I get a real estate license? Should I do this? Should I do that? I realized, you know, the internet's only been around for like 20 years at this point. And it, it's only the whole world's becoming digital. Like I want to get in uh -huh. where the trends are. So I think, you know, being really innovative, but thinking beyond big and, and not limiting your, your beliefs to, to, to a small level. So, so, so roughly you're talking about like a 10 year span, but obviously like, like just take it further back. Like you said, you've been playing basketball forever. 
So, yeah. so you completely like the jock kid forever, like your entire life. Like when did you become more, more tech savvy? Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like, <laughs> that's a funny question because people look at me and they, they talk to me like I'm a super geek now, mm-hmm. but like back then I used to talk, what up, bro? Like, what's up, man? Let's go play some hoop, brother. Like, yeah, what's up? You know, like, like that was me. Like I, I was an athlete. I played baseball, basketball, football, and soccer growing up. Like there was nothing else in my life. Like I went to school, I got good grades just because like I was competitive and I didn't like, you know, being embarrassed if I wasn't doing good on tests or whatever in front of my peers. But like, really, all I cared about was sports. That's what my dad and I kind of put my dad in kind of a bad negative light in this conversation. But my dad's my number one fan. I mean, he works with me now. Like he's, I talk to him every day. Like, you know, me and my dad are super tight. I mean, he, he was pitching to me when I was two years old. You know, I, my first game in little league in baseball, I was four for four with four home runs, like, you know, in T-ball, my second game, I made $20. Cause one of the coach or the, the parents on my team said, if you hit a home run in your first at bat, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. So of course I made 20 bucks that game, but yeah, I just grew up playing sports. So that's where my competitive drive comes. I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. You know, not everybody comes from sports that are entrepreneurs, but you know, there's, there's quite a few and the competitive drive has always been part of my life. You know, sports is, sports is a big thing. You know, I like working out, Um, I don't work out now as much as I should. And I'm probably more like geeky now or whatever compared to then. And that's what kind of people would put me in the, you know, category of, but, you know, at one point I could dunk from pretty um, you know, probably three, four feet inside the free throw line in my peak before I blew out my knee. So I was doing a lot of squats. I had a 40 pound weight vest. I could dunk with two hands when I had it on. And, you know, I just, uh, I could bench press probably my max was like four fifty when I'm in my peak. I did 225, 25 times before, you know, like the bench press. 225, you know, the, the NFL combine people are pro, like, you know, not even doing that, all of them. So I was pretty strong. I, I put in a lot of time in the gym. People would probably look at me like I was a muscle head, very slow talking, like, you know, different person yeah. than I am today. I'm, yeah. So, I, but I came, I come from a competitive, relentless mindset. And I think that's what I had when I was in the gym working out. And that's what I have today when I'm building my business. So, okay, let's play devil's advocate here, all right? Let's say, like, right now, if you, if you could put a fork in the road and you can kind of time travel back, would you want to go back and whatever blew your knee out to fix that so that way you can continue in your basketball career? Or would you keep where you are and keep growing down the road you're going right now? I hope you cut out a little bit there, but I, I know where you were going with that. So... Um, would I go back and relive my past and say, Jesse, you're the next Kobe or Michael Jordan. And you're out there, you know, on stage dunking all over people and hitting threes like Steph Curry, (laughs) uh, with what I know now in the world, I, I love the path that I'm on because I think that this is, has more potential for success and for me to change more lives. In the short term, if you asked me this about three years ago, I would have said I would want to go back and make decisions in my life that put me on the path to the NBA. Mm. 
But now after some of the things that I've learned in my life, as far as how the world works and operates and how controlled these athletes are and, you know, how scripted the narratives are in the world, I would say I would rather be where I'm at today because now I have more control of myself, of my life. And I, I think there's a bigger, stronger, brighter future that's like beyond big than what I could have done if I was just an athlete forever. You know, sure, in the short term, it would have been fun. It would have been exciting. But I, you know, I, I couldn't trade what where I'm at for anything. And everything happens for a reason. So, you know, I feel blessed to be where, where I'm at. So, yeah. So speaking of where you at right now, why don't you tell our listeners, like, where are you located right now? Um, I'm in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Do you live there or are you just visiting? I live here. I live here. Yeah, I've lived here for a year and three months, and I'll definitely be here for at least a couple more years, if not longer. And I might even go more south, depending on what happens in the world coming up here. But um, yeah, I just want to get out of the U.S. And I was thinking about Miami, Florida or just getting out of California, you know, I was looking at, you know, like a lot of people right now, they're moving to like Texas, Las Vegas, Florida, you know, the, the freer states, less taxes, you know, Puerto Rico. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get out of America and I saw Mexico as a, a free, freer place as far as from the governments and powers that be. So I took a, took a leap of faith and came South and here I am. Nice, nice. So let's just jump back into your story a little bit. So you were saying earlier on, your dad was pitching you the ball. He pretty much, you know, he trained you to be a, a sports person, right? But yeah. again, you've always had this entrepreneurial insight, right? You always had some kind of entrepreneurial edge. Only thing is that you were talking more towards sports. So were there anyone around you that was a hustler or an entrepreneur or a business owner that you saw growing up as a kid? Oh, man. I mean, honestly, just the the entrepreneurs that I learned about that now I don't really follow them because, you know, I I just kind of know how they are. You know, it was like, you know, Donald Trump and Bill Gates and, you know, some of these like entrepreneurs, I followed them back when I was in college, you know, because my major was entrepreneurship. And I followed Mark Cuban because he was kind of the guy that failed basketball and then he now he owns a bunch of nba players and now he's an owner of a team so that was kind of my thing when i hurt my knee i was like you know if i can't be an nba player i'm gonna own an nba team like that's it so i mean i've just always been driven for success so i was always you know following you know magic johnson shaquille o'neal michael jordan larry bird you know the best of the best of the best and i always strive to be the best at everything that i could do and I knew I wanted to do something big with my life. I was just trained through school and through my parents that you're not going to be on that path because you you weren't born into those families. But I'm here to, to show people that it is possible. And I'm not, I haven't even started yet. I mean, what have I done like to this point? I mean, I, I've done a few things. It's exciting what I have. And, you know, we haven't even talked about you know, my software, I know that's kind of how me and you met, you know, which is really, really exciting. There's a huge upside potential for that. Um, but yeah, back, back then I, I knew I was going to do something big with my life. I didn't know what it was, how I would get there, or, you know, I didn't want to listen to my authority telling me this is who you are, but I, I did buy into it at some level. Cause I was just, I was just accepting it. 
but I knew deep down that I was going to break through and mm. get out of the cage and do something massive. So I was just always anybody that was successful in anything. I was always following them. I didn't care if they were an asshole, if they were cool, if they were nice, if they were this, if they were that, if they were successful, I was learning from them period. You know? Interesting. So, I mean, you open up Pandora's box and it's a, it's a good segue. I mean, I've been dying to kind of actually just question and hear the story because, again, the platform that you're talking about, the platform that you own is Influencer Soft. So, like, mm-hmm. what is the story behind it? I mean, did you build it? Did you buy it and build on top of it? Kind of like how did you get your hands on this platform? Yeah. So it was interesting because, you know, the guy that that I partnered up with on the software, he built the software like 10 years ago. Okay. And he, he, he's worked with like, you know, Frank Kearns. He's actually lived where I was living. I was living in La Jolla when he contacted me. So he sent me all these messages like LinkedIn. He was emailing me. He was sending me all these things because he saw what I have done, you know, in my career and who I was connected to. So he was reaching out to all these influencer type people. And this was, you know, this, this was back in uh, 2019. Okay. So 2019, right before all the pandemic stuff and all that. So he was, you know, he was hitting my inbox on like every channel. I was ignoring him on everything. And then finally I watched his video and then I, he, um, I, I didn't want to do a call with him because <laughs> I thought he was just trying to pitch me like some software, like for me to use. I didn't even know what it was. He's like, no, I want to partner up with you. I want to go into the English market because I'm in a, you know, an overseas market that is real small. You know, we have like 3000 users, but there's no way to go outside of this. I want to launch in the English market. And for me, you know, I was working with Russell Brunson when he launched ClickFunnels, you know, I was like, not right when he launched it, but like he was my client for about a year. And I, I went to his first live event in Las Vegas. I told him, Hey, I'm working with Brendan Burchard. This is what we can do together. So we started working together and I was working with several people in his business for Facebook for over a year. Okay. So I saw what happened to Russell's brand going from like the online marketing guru guy to like being a software CEO, his net worth was higher than anybody else. So I was like, okay, this is a path to do it. I know I'm kind of, you know, late in the game, but if I get innovative enough and think outside the box and come with a different angle, then this is possible. So I um, talked to the, the guy that created the software enough. Okay. So he had the software. I created the brand and kind of took my own stance with it. And now we're launching it exclusively together to the English market. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to develop some partnerships and opportunities with some other, you know, big influencers. So we're we're getting ready to really launch it. So I think like the first couple of years is like building the team, getting people using the platform. And when we started, we were selling like a lifetime plan. I think that's where you came in. You know, now we're moving into recurring revenue. We're starting to get, you know, a hundred plus people a month into our platform. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to make some strides forward. So I see this thing kind of, you know, this year really starting to be launched mm-hmm. So that, so the market can really see it and understand it and use it and accept it and say, wow, this is, this is a competitor along with some of the other, other software. So, so yeah, it was just a guy hitting me up saying, I got this platform, let's partner up together. You know, we strike a deal together on how it'll work and how we can build it, you know, 
and we're launching it to the English market. We've been working together now for two years and we're, we're making some big strides. So we have a long way to go with the features. I mean, we do, we have great features, but my beyond big version uh, vision of the features is next level. You know, we got AI components coming into it. We got, you know, running all of your like traffic and how the traffic is tracked through the whole system and how the system can morph depending on who is on the page. Yeah, we have some real geek. If you want to get in the geeky side of things, like we got some real like exciting, innovative funnel features that are going to be coming. So stay nice. tuned for that. Nice. I mean, I'm just hearing you speak. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, Obviously, you have the drive, you have the dedication, but at the same time, it just seems like you're always at the right place at the right damn time. I mean, like the guy searched for you, found you, sent you your information, and now you got your hands on this platform. And for those that don't know, this platform is not just a regular funnel platform. It's a hybrid of multiple different things. It's full automation, email marketing, um, funnel development, landing pages, CRM, all built into one fucking platform, which it, it, every time I think about it it, 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 it just sounds sexy rolling off my damn tongue when I talk about it. So <laughs> I, I love the platform for you. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm like one of your biggest fans and, and I, I love the fact of what the platform can do and where it's going. So like, Let's, let's just go back into like your story a little bit more, right? Before we dive into the platform some more. So with your, with your work-life balance, I mean, obviously you're a competitive guy. You're highly competitive, right? You know, you got your, like your parents on one side, but how are you currently like managing and juggling like your work life with your, with your balance right now, considering you're about to drop a brand new platform to the world? Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, you know, I don't know all the the details about some of these people, but you know, like what I know about like, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, with at least what they talk about, right? So they say they work 24-7. Like you gotta put you just outwork. Okay, you're going up up against I, IBM. It's a multi-billion dollar company, and you got nothing. You just got time and you gotta drive. How are you gonna beat them? Well, you're gonna have to outwork them, and everybody on your team is if they're not gonna outwork them, then they can't be on your team. So I've luckily now it's me, you know, working seven days a week, 24 seven. I make sure I eat, sleep enough, take care of myself physically, mentally, stay in a really good mindset, you know, just try to balance as much as I can. But what can I get done when I can get it done and prioritizing with the right people that are focused enough. So that way we're not wasting time doing things we shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really been a process over two years of really getting organized, getting the right people on the bus and you know, figuring out exactly what we need to do and what's going to move the needle and creating that plan. And you know, it's just executing that. And you know, there really is no time. You know, I don't have time for much. It's really just eating, sleeping, <laughs> taking care of myself, showering, uh, working, and doing it over and over and over again. And you know, having the little unplugged time to just relax and and recharge so then I can fall asleep and do it all again. And, and the excitement and the adrenaline of it all has got to be the drug. It's got to be like, instead of going out and doing some of the things that you love to do, it's like the excitement of the actual rush of the business have, has to take that place. So I've accepted that. I'm willing to put, you know, sacrifice my time and energy. I've done it for 10 years already. And I don't really have a life. I don't really have a family. It's just me against the world. And my family is my team. And I have a big beyond big vision that I need to fulfill my legacy. So it is what it is, you know, and a lot of people talk about the path of an entrepreneur. 
you know, it's, it's not for everybody, but I, I'm enjoying it. And I like the challenge and just keep, just keep plugging away. So, I mean, you brought up about like a hell of a, hell of a keyword. I mean, legacy, right? So what you building all this enterprise, right? Cause I mean, that's, that's essentially what you're building. You're building a platform and part of this platform is going to come with services and products and everything else. So you're building an enterprise model. What, why are you doing it, right? I mean, obviously you're doing it for the drive, you're doing it for ded- dedication and motivation, but don't you see maybe giving it to your kids down the road, grandkids? Are you thinking about family as of yet? Um, well, that's the thing about being a, a male. You can kind of have kids later on. I mean, I'm probably going to be the old dad, you know? Like, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I would like to pass it along to, to uh, you know, family, friends, you know, whatever, whatever comes, we'll see. But yeah, absolutely. Um, this is, I'm building this for not just for me, but for the right people that come along, along the way, you know, and I, you know, some of my friends have have become like family. So I like to get with the right people, find the loyal people Uh and branch onto them. If your kids come, that'll happen. And, um, but yeah, let's, let's see what we can build. I got to, a massive vision to be able to change the world with this platform because, you know, building a platform with data that can remain private and people can use that data for, for good and not negative things in the world. That's what's important to me. You know, people owning their own data, having freedom in their life, like really being free, Uh not them thinking they're free and they're really not. So that, these are some really big core values to me. So if, if you're jiving with that terminology and you understand, you know, on Facebook, you are the product, you know, they, they're watching you. you you're, you're, you're not the customer, you're the product. So if you're the product, do you think they're like going over, bending over backwards for you? No, they're potentially using your data against you. So I think people need to own their own data and that's what our platform is about. So if I can change the world in that way and build a platform where people have more control and they can, you know, get their own destiny and build their own legacy, that's what I'm all about. And then, yeah, whatever happens with family and if I have kids, of course, pass it on down to Jesse Jr. or whatever and let's roll. So <laughs> so earlier on, you was talking about like your grades in, in, in school, you know, obviously, you know, getting passing grades or you was getting more competitive to kind of get higher grades in the class. So that would lead me to kind of ask you a question about like books that you've read. Right. So on your journey to kind of get to where you are right now, what books kind of stand out to you? I think earlier on you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But what other books kind of helped you on that journey? Yeah, you know, Think and Grow Rich, the five year, uh, sorry, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, you know, some leadership books. Um, Yeah, Sam Walton's book, some of these books, I don't even remember all the names. Um, Yeah, just any entrepreneur books, you know, a lot of books, I don't, I usually just watch videos and watch the audio or listen to the audio books. So you know, Brendan Burchard's books were always good, you know, the high performance habits and, uh, you know, some, some of his. So I've read those. Uh, some of Sharon Lecter's books, because she, you know, wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. So mm-hmm. yeah, the Three Feet from Gold, or I think that's what it's, uh, I don't have them in front of me. John Blanks on all the names, but, you know, I think it's important to, to always be learning. 
So whatever that means for you, you know, I watch a lot of videos and do a lot of audio books as well. And, um, you know, but I enjoy, you know, if I'm on a plane, like traveling, getting a good book, reading it. So I read the story of Elon Musk, read the story of Tony Robbins, um, you know, just learning the backstories on people and just watching people that have had success and learning from them and what to do and figuring out, you know, what's important to you. I mean, yeah, I think, I think figuring out your core values and then finding books of people that have written books related to those things are going to shape you as a person. So. So like my next question, still talking about the books. I mean, have you thought about writing a book? I mean, obviously you can kind of interject your story and it, you know, <laughs> you'd be like from dunking to winning. Right. I mean, obviously there's two, two sides to you, right. From sports to becoming a software CEO. Like, have you thought about writing a book yet? Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, this is a, this is a pretty good, you know, podcast. I'm enjoying it because, you know, usually get on and they don't really go as deep as this. So I really appreciate what you're doing. I know you have a lot of experience doing that. So I just want to give you a huge shout out there. It's, you know, if you miss really, I'm having a good time in this. So that leads me to say this could, what we going over here, this, this is really digging deep into what, what a book could potentially be, you know, taking some of this stuff and writing it up and, and modeling a book. I mean, we have enough content here. I mean, we go a little deeper in some of the things to, to write a, you know, 50 to a hundred page book easily. Um, I did do a series of interviews. Uh, my mom actually interviewed me because, wow. you know, when I was um, about my journey and, you know, so, some things that I was doing at the time, you know, I think my business is di a little different now. So <laughs> Um, I was going to release a book, but I just never got it together because I was going through a lot of things and the software came into play and I just kind of put it down and it, it just never got picked back up. My dad came to me about a month ago or two months ago, I think it was about two months ago. And he said, hey, I know you were trying to write a book with your mom and I want to finish it. But then, you know, we got into now he's helping us with a few other areas of our business first because it's just not the right time for me to be launching. But I think going into next year, that's something that I'm going to look at because I think I can really stabilize my company this year as far as getting the recurring revenues is like our, our people that are paying monthly and yearly for the program. I think we can get our recurring revenues up enough that we, we can go into marketing mode. And that's kind of why I started the process of getting on some podcasts and I'm here with you today is, you know, we're getting the word out about what we're doing and we're getting more into marketing mode and we're going to be really launching. So that, that'd be something that I think 2023 sounds like a good year to uh, release my first book. So I've already probably done half the work to get it put together, but I probably want to restructure it some based on what's happened in the last couple of years and they actually put that out. So nice, nice. So I mean, with that, I mean, that is a hell of a segue to see like, where do you see influencer soft 20 years from right now? Yeah, 20 years from right now, influencer soft, I see it being the Amazon of this space with AI, you know, you people build funnels very easily with just words on. <laughs> I mean, the world's moving so fast. I mean, the artificial intelligence, robots, 
digital everything is just is just there. I see people speaking their fun, like talking into a computer and they're building a funnel for them. And then that funnel, they start driving traffic and that funnel is going to morph depending on who's on there. Because, you know, these platforms like Facebook, LinkedIn, they know everything about people. So they can morph the technology based on who they are pretty quickly. You know, there's going to be touch points. And so, yeah, if we can do a full integration with the technology that, you know, all the like buttons you hit, everything you watch, like all this is data in a computer. So if we can build an algorithm inside of our funnels that speak to what's happening on the social platforms, when you drive ads or when you bring people in, we can morph that process. So I see influencer soft being a platform that is really easy to build a funnel and that funnel can adapt to whoever's in it. And I see us having millions of users because there's just so many different ways that we can do what we're doing. And I see us being a platform where people can network with other funnel people. So once they build up their audience and their user base and everything that they got going on, they can find JV partners really fast, grab their links and promote each other. So I think we'll have a, a group of millions of people that all promote each other and support each other that, as long as it makes sense, where you can come on. It's kind of like a, an Amazon because you can go there to build a business. You can go there to buy stuff. You can go there to you know, be an advertiser. There's just so many different revenue streams on there. So my goal is to make it like the Amazon of building an online business that is completely independent without big tech and some of these big companies controlling it. Um, and it becomes a multi-billion dollar, if not hundred billion dollar community hmm. slash asset. Um, that's, that's it in a nutshell right now. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. But. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, with that, I mean, obviously like you are a software platform right so my next question is kind of like i guess just talk about your platform or an additional platform like what software do you use on a day-to-day -day that you would not be able to do what you're doing without having access to well influencer side number one because that's like pretty much everything's done through there you know i'd be webinars like every sale that we've got through the platform is through the you know building funnels and pages through the platform so yeah i wouldn't be able to operate without tracking affiliates without setting up funnels and pages so we got that you know i use quickbooks for accounting stuff i use trello to keep track of projects we use outlook which i don't really like but I was using Google before and it's a long story. We switched over to Outlook, um, you know, to track all the emails and set all that kind of stuff up. I use uh, Calendly for my calendar. So I use a lot of different softwares, mm -hmm. but the main software influencer soft runs most of it. But yeah, when you're running an online business, you're going to have some monthly fees and you've got to get, find the right software and keep your monthly fees as low as possible. That way you can keep, key profits in your business. So, so I mean, uh, you, you name like other platforms that you're using and those are platforms that influencer stuff can't do those things like the calendar, for example. Right. So are you looking at probably down the road doing more like API integrations more so like not to say replacing Zappy year, but that way your platform can integrate with anything naturally. Are you looking for something like that down the road? Yeah, we already have apps.influencersoft.com. So if you go there, you can check it out. We have 150 integrations. So that's one thing, you know, Shopify, they, 
they actually make a large portion of their revenues off of their integrations. So that's something that, you know, we have our own platform that's like our own version of Zapier, but Zapier has like 3000 um, integrations. We have 150. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be building that out over time. Plus there'll be integrations that are already in the platform that you don't need the app marketplace or Zapier or whatever to use. So yeah, you're all, there's always going to be new softwares coming out that people are already using that they want to just tie into your software. So definitely the integrations is a big part of it. Now we do have a calendar booking system, but it's not ready to be launched yet. It is possible to use, but it's not great. So we're going to be making it great over time. So we will be able to replace like Calendly. There's several things that I am using that we will be able to replace over time. Right now, you know, it's not really feasible to do that. And, you know, there's already people using certain platforms that they're going to want to just tie in and that'll be the easiest way to do. So, yeah, I think we have some integrations and we're going to be getting a whole bunch more as we go. And what was that website again? Uh, apps.influencersoft.com. So just like our website, we just put apps as a subdomain, apps.influencersoft.com and you can go check it out. But yeah, we offer plans there and you can try it out for free. So if you're using Influencersoft, you can use it for free. And then there's also plans that are paid and get really good deals right now on it since it's pretty new. Nice. So let's talk about like your ideal avatar. I mean, obviously, like you're talking about like the big names or you talk about the, the large marketers are potentially wanting to use a platform like this. But what's your range of target audience that you would ideally like to see using your platform? Um, target audience. I mean, there's right now there's a lot of people that are beginners. If you're just starting an online business or you're just getting things going, you're going to save a lot of money with our platform. And it's going to be easier because we have our catalog. So you can choose a funnel and everything's in one place. Okay. Like my elevator pitch for our platform is this. If you're looking for a platform that you can easily pick out a funnel that has all the pages, all the checkout pages, all the email automation, all the upsells, the downsells, the cross sells, the order bumps, the online courses, and everything's in one system. It's not several products that you have to like connect over here and over there. And, you know, your pages are here and your email automations over here and your affiliate trackings here. And they're separate products that these companies purchase. And then they try to like mold them together. Our software was built from scratch. The only thing we added in was the page editor, which is okay to add in because it works perfectly with what we have, you know? So yeah, our whole thing is in one place. So beginners are, are trying to use these, these uh, funnel platforms, but beginners are not the ones that can actually really figure it out and use it. So, you know, we're marketing a lot to the beginners, which is like 99.99% of all the people out there building funnels. And, you know, everybody on your list, you know, Grant Cardone, Brendan Burchard, I mean, most of them are technophobes that know nothing, you know, and then they got your like, you know, 0.001% that are in the two comma club or beyond. But, you know, I'm building a platform that's catering more to beginners. Um, so if you're just starting an online business and you want to build a brand and you want to build some influence and you want to build a simple opt-in page and a simple checkout page and a simple 
you know, book to my calendar page or whatever. Like, you know, you're just going to build the very basic things. We're going to have those pages and templates and funnels and all that kind of stuff ready for you to use. And you can just kind of plug in and do it. And that's kind of the thing. Another niche that we're in right now is network marketing. So I'm about to scale to an entire network marketing business. So if you're out there listening to this and you know a leader in network marketing, you know, reach out. We're having a huge success with our golden goose assessment funnel. Okay. We have an assessment funnel that's like absolutely slaying the game for network marketing. It'll work for any niche, but um, yeah, network marketing is huge because there's these companies out there that got rocked by COVID, meaning they couldn't do their events anymore. Their hotel meetings or big national conventions and like sold out basketball arenas. Now we're able to build the online systems because they went from the hotel, those meetings to like zoom overnight. And so we have a great system for network marketing companies to use, not just distributors, like one-off people that want to build funnels. We have a turnkey system for the whole company to use. So that, that's a really exciting play for us. So I'm, right now I'm, I'm onboarding network marketing companies that they can roll out our whole system to their whole company, basically. So um, that's going really well. So that's a huge target market and, you know, pretty much just, beginners that are trying to build businesses online. It could, you know, it works for advanced people too, but a lot of those people, they already have a lot of softwares and stuff. So they'd have to move some stuff over. It wouldn't be as ideal to do that. However, you know, we are doing that as well. Nice. Nice. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely cool that you brought up network marketing. I mean, just from your affiliate side, right? I mean, most affiliate deals are usually like one tier systems and yours is like a multi-tier, which goes hand in hand with network marketing. And, and for those that don't know what I'm talking about, think of it as in one person is getting 20%, the person below that is getting 10% and the person below that is getting 5%. And you can kind of set all that up in your affiliate marketing system as it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right now we have two tiers. So you want to, you want to bring uh, in affiliates, you pay them. And then if you want to bring in people that can bring in affiliates, you can pay them. Our software does have the capability to do multi-levels even, you know, below that. So we are talking to network marketing companies about running their whole comp plan, mm-hmm. you know, cause we do have the capabilities to do it. We just disabled that because then you're in network marketing and you're going to have all these legal things. So we've kind of disabled it, only made it two tiers, but, you know, if you are a network marketing company, come talk to us, too, because we could run the whole we could do infinite levels and you yeah. could run your whole network marketing company out of there. So very nice. Very nice. So let's just let's talk to not necessarily network marketers, just talk to like the, the new entrepreneurs that's hearing about your product for the first time. And, you know, they, they heard about funnels and you're saying that, you know, it's kind of plug and play. You, you sign up with us. We'll give you an entire funnel system. You can kind of select the funnel you want, plug in your information and then hit go. Right. I want you to give them some words of insight to why they should come to your platform or if they're hitting some particular hurdles, how could you help them move forward? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people are going to hit hurdles building funnels and with technology. So what we do is we do a lot of coaching calls. You know, we do a Tuesday night tech call where we help people get unstuck. I do a Wednesday morning business first class call. So we help people with the strategy side so I have, I have a couple of courses that you get access to. You have our Influencer Soft Academy that's going to kind of show you step-by-step step how to set the software up. We have a Facebook group. I also have a digital sales machine course where I help people learn the basics, the fundamentals of building an online funnel. 
So like the most important pieces that you need with the funnel, if you want to like really be able to scale it, which I've learned from working with the Brendan Burchard, Shalene Johnson, Sonia Choquette, Sharon Le the, the, these big time people, I've learned all the things that they have in their funnels that are most important. So we have tons of training, tons of support. We have the templates. We're getting our system more simple all the time. You know, we're rolling out a new kind of onboarding process because, you know, people, when they come in, there's like a 14 day, like email sequence that we give them showing them step-by-step -step things that they need to set up, how to set an opt-in, set up this, set up that, set up their payment processor, their email, like, set up the whole system, but I'm also gonna change because we have our fast start video when people sign up, we're gonna make it like, you know, a three video series. So once they have that, then they have a full funnel that's firing and working and they totally understand the, the platform. So I'm working on like really simplifying and gamifying and making the onboarding process very simple and easy and kind of like a wizard. So it kind of walks people through that process. So we're in the process of building that. So if you're out there looking to get into a, a funnel platform that you can actually use and it's affordable and it makes sense and you're going to have the support of a community like ours and holding your hand step by step, I highly recommend that you check it out and come in, give it a try. And, you know, you got 30 days to try it out anyway. And you'll be, I think you'll be blown away. So nice. So, I mean, with that, how do they find you? I mean, do you have like a particular website you want to send them to? How do they find you on social media? Like what's your rundown? What's yeah. So you guys should go and check out my webinar because that'll give you context to what I can do and help you and why our software is going to make sense for you. So go to influencersoft.com forward slash boss uncaged. So influencersoft.com forward slash boss uncaged, all one word. So B-O-S-S. U-N-C-A-G-E-D. So influencersoft.com forward slash boss uncaged, all one word. That's your exclusive invite to my webinar. It's evergreen. So you can go and watch it whenever you want and just register for it, go through the whole thing. And then that'll give you a really good path to getting set up with Influencersoft with a ton of bonuses, opportunity to join and work with me and SA and all everybody else in our community. And you'll get to hear my story in more detail. And, uh, you know, it's a really good training as well. I give you my 11 keys to really launching an online business. And the four things that you absolutely should focus on after working with Brendan Burchard for eight years and, you know, John Asserat, Billy Jean, Ty Lopez, you know, the name of all the people that I've worked with um, at some level. I've learned so much from them that we're going to pack a lot of that, the most important fundamentals into that webinar. So make sure you go check it out. You know, even if you don't join influencer soft, which I highly recommend you do, you're going to get a ton of value from that webinar. So make sure you go register. It's influencersoft.com forward slash boss uncaged, all one word. And hope to, hope to see you guys on the webinar. Hope to see you online in, in the community of influencer soft. So. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I would definitely say, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of the platforms that, that I've been searching for that I didn't know existed. So once it popped up, I was just kind of like, finally, <laughs> someone gets it. Like, it's an octopus, right? I mean, that's, that's really what you want for your business to have everything under one roof or at least 70% of what you need in one core system, right? So like going into like a bonus round, I got a bonus question for you. Um, what is your most significant achievement 
to date, considering that you've done all the basketball stuff, you've made millions of dollars, you've done, you created software, you did all these things. What is your most significant achievement? Hmm. Man, putting me on the spot on this one. Ah, man, I don't, my most significant achievement. I don't know. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm a car guy. When I bought my Corvette, that was a, I think that was it for me. You know, it's, it's not a Lamborghini. It's not the next level. <laughs> and really, I want to get the new one of the new uh, Z06 Corvettes. That's a, um, you know, the mid engine, which you can't really get unless you're, you know, I know some big YouTube channel guys that, that have one, you know, Street Speed 717 or like some of those type of people. Uh, but yeah, when I bought my Corvette, that was honestly a exciting moment for me because it was just, I, I always wanted a fast car and whenever I drive it, I enjoy it. And, um, you know, it was really, that was, that was really cool. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think, you know, it's some of the basketball games that I, that I won when I was like in, you know, junior high and high school, I think we're pretty significant. My last game of my college basketball career, when <laughs> I had a really good game. I got poked in the eye and um, I played the whole game with pretty much one eye. I couldn't see out of it. And, you know, I scored like over 20 points and we won against Grossmont College which is a crosstown rival that all, I think they beat us the first game or we only won by two points. We ended up winning by 40 that game. So that was a pretty cool, cool day. You know, I don't know if I've gotten like an award that's like, Oh my gosh, mind blowing, you know, just, you know, making student of the month honor roll, like those kind of things growing up and winning some championship games in little league and stuff like that. But, I don't know. I can't really say. <laughs> I, mean, it says, I mean, it just it just it proves to say that you're down to earth, right? I mean, you could have said anything, and you're, you're picking things that are, are most like memorable memories to you. So, I mean, I definitely uh, rec you know commend you for that for sure. Yeah, um, I think my my uh, moment is yet to come. What what you're asking for? My in my vision for that moment is still yet to be had. So stay tuned. Nice. <laughs> nice. I got another one for you. If you could spend 24 hours with anyone, dead or alive uninterrupted for those 24 hours who would it be and why oh man anybody uh, my first instinct is michael jordan mm. i got probably a few other ones if i really thought about it if you gave me 24 hours to think about it i could probably come up with a better answer than that because well, why michael jordan um, just cause, you know, that was somebody that I followed for the most part of my life. And I want to know what he knows about the world. Cause he's very in tuned, like as far as, you know, and I, I see him as an emotional guy too. So I can relate to him. You know, he's always crying on everything where most men do not do that. So, and I know that's what drives him. Um, so I don't know. He was just, he was my number one mentor growing up as far as anybody in the world. And I just know he's plugged into the world as much as anybody else. So I could probably learn a lot from that particular person. Um, there's probably a, for other reasons, there's probably other people that I'd want to meet with though. 
Got it. So Got that's it. my first instinct without going into <laughs> more thought on that. First, you know, first instinct is always good, man. So, yeah. <laughs> so going into closing, man. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's cool that first of all that, I, that you know I got an opportunity to interview on on this show, and I think this is probably going to be one of many shows that you got lined up. So I'm gonna give you the first opportunity to become like a podcast host as well. So every time I close out my show, I give whoever I'm interviewing opportunity to become the, the host of Boss and Cage, and you get to interview me. Do you have any questions that may have popped up while we've been having this discussion that you would like to ask me? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so, you know, how did you get into, you know, starting this podcast? Like what inspired you to, to get this going? <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> That's what inspired me. Like literally I was, I almost died. I had a stroke and uh, I woke up in a hospital and, and looked around and it was just kind of like, holy shit, like I made it through it. So like, what am I going to do now? Cause every, everything I was doing before was working myself to death. So when I heard you saying like the work, the long hours, I was doing that like the 21, 22 hours around the clock and I had my successes, but Unfortunately, I just burnt the candle on both ends and my body gave out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's interesting because, you know, I'm I'm over here telling people to work themselves to the bone and you're over here like saying, and that's what's cool about this, right? Everybody's got their own journey and what works for one person doesn't work for another. And, you know, it's that's why it's good to be inspired by people you can relate to. And there's a lot of stories out there. So my story might be good for somebody. Your story might be good for another. So my my big question, and you know, I was thinking about this before because I was like, you know, we could turn this into a discussion because you got a chance to kind of use our platform at some level. Um, you know, what what do you like about our platform? First of all, like like how have you used it? What do you like about it? How can I help you with it? Like to take it to the next level? You know, I want to reciprocate you help put me on here man what can i do to help you you know it's like <laughs> yeah yeah i mean first of all i love the platform because of, of all the the tentacles of integration right i mean there's teachable right and people that are familiar with education platforms or courses and there's platforms like that that allows you to put an education course out there and then you have click funnel that allows you to then create a funnel and get traffic to teachable to help buy your buy your course and in between those two you have email campaigns or autoresponders like you know constant contact or mailchimp that's trying to facilitate and stay in front of mind in front of these people but i just named three separate platforms when your platform does all of them together collectively and it does it well yeah so for yeah, me that's why I, I love using it pound for pound because again to your point i mean the price that you're going to pay even though i got a lifetime deal even if you're going to pay the premium annually if you did the math for ten thousand emails on mailchimp if you did the the full click funnel funnel kit thing that's like 200 bucks and then if you did um teachable or any of these online platforms you're looking at like another 40 50 bucks per month so if you collectively add them all together and that's just three platforms i haven't even talked about all the other benefits that your, that your platform does outside of those three core things absolutely yeah so when i when i started with our platform it was i was using for all my clients i was using click funnels mm -hmm. to build all the funnels I was using Infusionsoft for all the email automation and affiliate tracking. And I was using Kajabi for all the core stuff. You mentioned Teachable, but I just replaced that with Kajabi. Yeah. And then I was using Zapier to pull it all together. Yep. So my average client, it would cost about, you know, probably two to 2,000 a month just for the software. Mm -hmm. 
Plus they need to pay me 5,000 a month to run all of it because it's so complicated. Right. So all the main like top people, you know, there, you could replace HubSpot with all with that too, you know, and maybe use like HubSpot with a couple other things. And now you're using HubSpot instead of Infusionsoft, right. For the CRM. So, and that even gets you in the $10,000 a month range for the software. So, I mean, softwares can get really robust and crazy and you need these big teams to run them and these multi-million dollar businesses can can afford it, but the average person can't. And if you look at the numbers and you see how many people are paying, subscribing to these softwares, like hundreds of thousands of people, and there's only like, you know, a couple hundred of them that are doing seven figures or eight figures. I mean, all the other people are struggling to, they're paying the bills of the company, but they're not really you know, building their own dream and their own business. So, so yeah, that, that gives a lot of insight into it for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I think like things that, that could be like tweaked or modified would be kind of a, like you were saying earlier, like most of the big marketers, they have all these different platforms and everything is set up and they will be pulling their teeth and pulling their hair, trying to migrate to anything else, but maybe some kind of migration tool. And I, and I could totally see just with the email, email migration by itself would have been something like if I have a, 54 email campaign in MailChimp, there's got to be a way to kind of connect it to say, okay, I want to pull all this data, just the email, just the HTML from this portal and pull it into influencer soft. Like if that was one thing that, that I would say that you don't have, that you could have it'll yeah. be a lifesaver. Yeah. That's, that's just a, um, that's something that I would like to have to be able to put your list in there a lot easier the reason why we don't have it and you know we were launching the <laughs> some of the launches and the one you came in on it was definitely like you know somebody with a hundred thousand lists that they bought tried to import it mm. and then we got hit with the spam thing that affected the deliverability to other users right so that's i wish there was a way to make our email server accessible where it didn't damage the deliverability of another user but the the thing is it's like you need to have millions of people mailing a day or like even a billion emails going out a day that way if somebody with a hundred thousand lists comes in even if they spam the crap out of it it doesn't affect the other users because when we first started i had to start my server again because i one of my friends is like hey can i import my list and i'm like yeah okay and then 100,000 emails, and then we we our whole email server got like shut down. Like we had to start all over again. So I had to go buy a new domain. Luckily, it was like the first week we launched. But yeah, we just need to build it up bigger to where we have more people emailing. Right now, it's you know tens of thousands or hundreds of hundreds of thousands of emails going out, but not millions, not tens of millions, not hundreds of millions, not billions like some of these other ones. So once we get to that point, then we will have more flexibility to be able to offer that to people. So that's just full yeah, transparency yeah. on it, you know? But I'm not, I'm not talking about the, the transferring of the actual list. I'm talking about the transferring of the actual physical emails, the HTML themselves. So um, like, yeah. I have 10,000 lists, but if I have 100 emails in an email campaign or multiple different email campaigns, it'll be nice to just suck those emails in. And then I could, you know, rebuild my oh. list or opt in or whatever. But it would be nice to transfer the physical emails from one platform to another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll keep working on that as we go. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people are interested in. And, 
you know, we, we've let people do that and they've misused the, <laughs> they've, uh, they've used it in a negative way that affected other users. So it's just, it's all part of the process. You know, I, I, there, there are some things that people are like, why don't they do that? And then there's like an actual reason. There's other things that there is no reason. We just didn't know we needed to do that. But yeah, we have, we have over a hundred thousand things that people like requests for new features and new things. So, you know, we're trying to prioritize those and, and get those on the roadmap and communicate our roadmap to the users more efficiently. So that's one thing that we're we're working on. And then a change log launching that, you know. So yeah, there's a lot of things that we're technically working on. You know, Paul's doing a great job and he came in the same time you did. And he's, you know, he's a programmer and designer and does a lot of different things with the software. So he's making recommendations of things we need to clean up that are the easy fixes right now. And then we're building our roadmap to do all the things that we need to do. So the big thing is, as we build our revenues out, which we're doing now, we're going to be able to develop things a lot faster. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Pound for Pound, I mean, there's no platform that's going to be a perfect platform, but I mean, to have access to a platform that has as many tentacles as your platform has, and they're all functional, <laughs> functional right? I mean, it's yeah, not they like... Work. They, they work. work. they work. So it's yeah. not like five work and five don't all of them work it's just a matter of the learning curve to figure out okay where's this little setting and that little setting uh, and they all work <laughs> yeah i gotta say it's it's made my life easier if i need to clone a funnel now that i know the platform yeah. inside and out to use it for my business it's i can actually use it like when i was using click funnels i i'm like i can't even i gotta defer to my team because they got to connect infusionsoft with click funnels with kajabi and does all that work at least I know how to use this platform and I can do a share funnel and everything is set up already to where all I need to do is change the copy. I need to insert a picture. I need to go over to Canva and create a little picture and insert it yep. in, maybe move it just here or there. But I don't need to do like the major technical things and like mm -hmm. test that it's working because, you know, I can do that really fast and easy that I can even do it now. Not just, oh, send it to a tech guy to do. Like I, you know, me being the leader of our company, I can actually build a funnel and use it and do it where I didn't have a chance to do it there. I could maybe design a page or like, you know, look at a page and, you know, move some stuff around and, you know, build a page, but I couldn't build the whole funnel. And now I'm able to do that. So that's, I think that's, you know, really cool. And if I'm the average user, which I'm no special than you guys, like I learned from 13 year old kids off YouTube how to build websites and that's my knowledge. I didn't go to college for this. I didn't go through extensive training and maybe bought a course or two about Facebook marketing, but no funnel courses. I just learned by doing. And if I can learn it, you can. So. Well, I think on that note, I think that that's the perfect way to close out this, this particular episode, man. I definitely appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to be on this podcast and I think you dropped enough nuggets and jewels and, and again anyone that's listening to it if you haven't heard of this platform I highly recommend the platform because again I'm using it for like all my stuff behind the scenes right so definitely at least check it out <laughs> and again it's integrated across the board with a lot of different things that again you would have to pay thousands of dollars per month to use when you could have it all on one platform for less than that so absolutely well thank you for having me man it was a it was a blast anytime you want me to come on just let me know Yep, yep, I appreciate it, man. Uh, S.A. Grant, over and out.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Boss Uncaged. I hope you got some helpful insight and clarity to the diverse approach on your journey to becoming an Uncaged Trailblazer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast. If this podcast has helped you or you have any additional questions, reach out and let me know. Email me at ask at sagrant.com or drop me your thoughts via a call or text at 762-233-BOSS. That's 762-233-2677. I would love to hear from you. Remember, to become a boss in cage, you have to release your inner beast. S.A. Grant, signing off. Listeners of Boss Cage are invited to download a free copy of our host, S.A. Grant's insightful ebook, Become an Uncaged Trailblazer. Learn how to release your primal success in 15 minutes a day. Download now at www.bossuncaged.com forward slash free book.